Hi, and welcome to The Curve Weekly, the podcast that keeps you up to date with all the money, business, and stock market tea. Everyone should experience first class at least once in their lives, and Annie shouldn't miss out just because she can't afford it. Help me, I'm poor. So before we started this podcast, Soph was like, do you have a funny story to start the podcast with? I was like, well, how about what's just happened? Well, oh, yeah, no, because that's not funny. That's just funny. It is quite funny. It's not. So Soph lives, like, as west as it comes <laughs> in London, and I live east, pretty much an hour away from each other. Yeah, yeah. And we've kind of been chopping and changing where we do our podcast records. So we're mixing up locations, getting pretty fluid, traipsing our podcast gear across town. <laughs> and then I arrived at Soph's house, which is where we are right now. Beautiful, beautiful place she's living in. And she's like, hey, babe, I just got to uh, Shoreditch. I was like, I actually thought it was a joke. Oh, did you? I was like, oh, funny. (laughs) (laughs) Standing in the doorway in the pouring rain. I was like, lol. And I was like, oh, my God, because there's this guy that she doesn't want to see at Shoreditch. So she was like, (laughs) like, are you here? Is he there? And I was like, oh, my God, she's not joking. The thing is, the only positive I've got for this situation (laughs) is the tube at, like, peak hour, you know, in the morning and the evening Mm. is – the worst. Like yeah. it sucks. You've got to stand up. You've got to touch the gross handles and like the hanging down. And you've got like badges in to try and get a seat. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not fun. But when you go off peak hour, it's honestly not, you get a seat, there's space. I yeah. whip my laptop out. I do work. So at least it wasn't like, if it had been in rush hour both ways, I reckon I would have just cried on the way home. You're like, I'm never podcasting yeah, again. Like, hey, hey, <laughs> funny, funny, funny. so not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a what? Where are you? She's like, oh god. I was like, oh, oh god, shit. <laughs> like a four stops away. I'm two stops away. I know. I'm here. <laughs> Love the running commentary. <laughs> oh gosh, no. Yeah. You've got to laugh. Do you? Yeah. Are you laughing yet? <laughs> yep, kind of. No, it is. I'm actually reading this book at the moment called Ten Percent Happier. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's you know it's kind of just brush things off. When I was in Paris, I got pickpocketed. Oh yeah, and bad. everyone. Everyone else was coming up to me and being like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's material. So Vic was in Paris for the final, the rugby final. The rugby World Cup final. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think most people listening know what game was happening last weekend. Every fucking New Zealander on the planet was like devastated. I know, yeah. Vic said she like clambered over the seats to go and find the boys because she was in like a different seat to them. And she was like, you know, you you know, you win some, you lose some. And they were just like, they're like, Vic, we have lost so many. And I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> I'll get the drinks. And then I was like, wow, look at the fireworks. Like just trying to, everyone's like looking at me like, how are you happy right now? I'm like, well, you know, just miss positive. <laughs> trying to be. But yes, no, when they scored a try, which ended up not being a try, which very controversial, I stood up. And was oh, celebrating. Premature celebrate. No, no, it was it was mature. You were too late, you mean? No, I was on time. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, so you nailed your timing. <laughs> yeah, nailed my timing. That's not the point of the story, but yeah. I stood up and celebrated and my phone fell out of my pocket and smashed on the ground. So when the pickpocketers took it, I was like, shame, suckers. Yeah, you're like, got a quick screen. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> anyway, that was my story. But yes, no, Paris. No yeah, big bugs either. I don't, oh, I don't think. Sorry, side note. This house, so we do love this house. I hope Katie's not listening to this podcast. But we have, there's been a moth and a beetle infestation. At least they're quite cute insects. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's better than bed bugs. Or like cockroaches or like. Yeah, no, you know. no, no, no. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, anyway. Oh, look, let's move on from yes. our stupid little wires. Yes. So um, the stock market. <laughs> yeah. So. Has there been some interesting things happening? Yep. Not convinced. I know. <laughs> I think your version and my version are interesting. 
scary. Quite different. Yeah, yeah. I do try and channel Sophie Hallright when I put this together. Nice. Yeah. And then a little bit of Vic Harris just slips in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, for those of you who've been following, the stock market has actually had a bit of a tough month. So... The S&P 500, which is the top 500 companies in the US, has had its worst October performance in three years. So the stock market's finished down about 2% for the month. But if we go back to like July, so in July when we were talking, the stock market was up about 20% for that first half of the year pretty much. And now it's only up 10%. So it's gone up and then it's fallen 10%. So now it's only up about 10% for the year. This is what I was trying to explain a while ago around if the stock market is doing really well and say it's up 20% and it's historically done 10% for argument's sake, it's going to have to eventually revert back to that average. But it's like if you always over deliver above your average performance. You're going to get tired eventually. Yeah, and you're going to underperform because you're going to come back to your average eventually because that's your average. So it's kind of like a car that speeds up and does 100 kilometers an hour, but if it's average kilometers per hour is 50. In order to get back to that 50, it's going to have to go negative or backwards or that's probably a bad example. But do you know what I mean? Like it's kind of, if you're doing really, really well, but your average is here, it's like, well, your average isn't going to jump up. It might move a little bit, but it's more likely that your performance is going to come down. And that's kind of what we've seen. So now the stock market doing 10% this year so far is more in line with its average. So even though it's fallen 10%, it's like, don't worry. You know, it's still it's still delivering ten percent this year so far. So it's right. Yeah, it's still doing it's still doing okay. But yes, it's just more around like don't stress. This is normal. It's still still tracking pretty well. Ten percent. I'll take that. Thank you. In other news, we had WeWork. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah, we were we were sitting in the um, office yesterday, and I was like, so so WeWork's gone bankrupt. I was excited about this because not because I'm stoked that someone's company's not doing well, mm. but because I. Well, I just, I see them everywhere and Mm. it's really interesting how from the outside you can think things are going really well. Mm. I mean, they have beautiful offices all over London, all over the world really. Mm. 40 countries actually. Whoa. Mm. 800 locations in 40 countries. So them going bankrupt, does it mean the entire operation's shutting down? Effectively, yeah. They owe, I think it's about $10 billion (gasps) in leases and- Effectively, they just can't pay their debts. So they have declared bankruptcy. So And so bankruptcy means that they don't have to pay off those loans or the, th- the money they owe? Yeah. So it's effectively, that means that the debtors will come in, they'll sell all the assets. But the thing is with WeWork, they just lease office space. They don't own the buildings. They, you know, they don't have a lot of assets, but they'll effectively sell the assets to pay those debts, and then whatever is left over goes to shareholders, which is usually nothing. I feel sorry for businesses who miss out because another company's gone bankrupt. Mm. Like, imagine if you're relying on an invoice that's coming in for oh, totally fifty thousand dollars, like yeah. relying on it, and then they go bankrupt, and you're like, oh, cool, well, like that's that money gone. You hear that a lot with like builders, it's awful. builders, for example, like they might do the building work for the developer. And then the developer goes under and then those builders don't get paid. And there's kind of, I mean, they've got their own insurance, but it's still, that's shit. It's still kind of tough, tough world being a contractor. Yeah. yeah so there's, there's about half a million people that use a WeWork location, which is, they're all going to have to find somewhere else to, to work from as well, which is quite wild. But I just like, if you look at that and you think half a million people are paying for spaces, mm. how has it gone bankrupt? Like that to me sounds like it's doing pretty well. Yeah. I guess their model is to provide space for 
small businesses, freelancers, contractors, whatever to do to work from, like we do with our co-working space. Um, and then during COVID, those were the ones that A, were hit the hardest mm-hmm. in terms of their businesses um, and B, were the ones that were most likely to go work from home. So it's kind of, they got hit by that. And then, I mean, I don't know what's happened since, but like they've gone into, I was reading, it was quite funny. They've dabbled in other projects. Like they started a elementary school called We Grow and they've gone into residential buildings. So they did We Live. Oh, like, I'm kind of into this. <laughs> and then they've started gyms called Rise by We. Which kind of, <laughs> a bit I know, it might not one. be like We Fit or something. Yeah, like. <laughs> We Fit, I like that. Yeah, but quite a good brand. We Strong. Yeah. We, yeah. But I mean, it might not be all over for them. Like there can be, from a shareholder's point of view, it's pretty risky. You can hold on in the hope that someone else, another company might buy WeWork. Oh, because they can then um, buy the brand and then they mm. might be like, you know what, WeWork's doing this wrong. We can do it differently or uh, someone that owns a whole lot of property might be like, oh, perfect, we can roll Just, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that is risky because if that doesn't come along, if that lifeline doesn't come along, then you're pretty much your shares are going to nothing. So it's either like, shit, do I sell now or do I wait? And the hope, like it's What's a bit... their share price worth now? So it was a $50 billion company and it's now about $160 million. Mm, Yeah, God, so it's pretty, it's pretty dire, but... There's a great TV show called We Crashed. Oh, I've not seen this. Yeah, with Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway, and it's so good. Like it kind of just plays into the well, – it tells the story of, of WeWork and how they tried to IPO and then they didn't and then they IPO'd again. And, uh, IPO just, means going public. Yes, sorry, yeah, going, going public. So when the public, like you and me, can buy shares. Uh, but it is, it's crazy just like the story and how – extravagant, I guess, or overindulgent the founder was. Well, maybe. And just had this dream. And like, that's kind of what founders and entrepreneurs are. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. She yeah. just spends money like I'm no just, tomorrow. You know, She's like, let's buy lamingtons for all these people. Let's do this. Let's, <laughs> let's have a curve festival. Mm. And we'll invite everyone <laughs> and DJs. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because I think like, especially companies that get, um, like when people invest in them. So whether mm. it's like venture capital or whatever it is, if they get money poured into it. So people are like, oh, tick, this is a good idea. Mm. I think you could get pretty big for your boots and start spending money in ways that you shouldn't be. Oh, totally. And that's probably, yeah. especially if he's super extravagant to the mm. point where they've made a doco about him or a TV series. Yeah. Maybe he just spent way beyond what the company can afford. And Yeah, no, and I mean, there is lots of competition out there as well. There's a lot of co-working spaces now. I think when they first started, it was quite niche. Mm. Whereas now there's more. There's so many in London. There's female ones. There's ones for creatives. There's one for, you know, there's lots of different yeah. types. So, But that um, to me would make me think like, oh, there's enough market for it because there's so many mm. and people are demanding it. Yeah. But anyway, so they've yeah. gone under. So see you, we. see you later. Bye, we. We gone. We bye. We gone. I love that. We gone. We bye. Um, in other news, Pinterest. Oh, yeah. So I assume everyone knows Pinterest. Do people use Pinterest anymore? Well, I'm surprised at how it makes money, to be honest. How do they? Is it a subscription? Oh. Yeah. Like a lot of these platforms. But I personally don't use Pinterest. I reckon a lot of people use it if they're renovating and they want house inspo yeah. or they're getting married and they want wedding inspo. It's yeah. like, I think it's used a lot in those kinds of scenarios, but I'm not just like browsing Pinterest to be like, oh, this is a cute little bars I could make into a 
teapot you know like people some arts I, and crafts yeah I feel like people use it for arts and crafts and things like that well I remember when I was renovating like you said and my sister was like you should go on uh, Pinterest and start a Pinterest board I was like I don't have time for that my dad when he got remarried recently his wife now wife created an entire mood board from Pinterest on how she wanted the wedding photos to look and I bless it was so cute so they'd be like practicing the poses before the wedding like no Mike no. you need to put your hand here like oh no that's not it it was like they took it quite seriously do the photos look like what they wanted yeah i think so oh i don't know i had too much botox and my drawing couldn't smile so i really ruined oh, it right. for the family that was funny. but i think this she's like oh well, there goes all that effort on the pinterest board yeah. so it's got botox <laughs> they're like smile and i was like I am. I am smiling. So Pinterest, you know, you and me don't use it, but over 480 million other people do. Whoa, that's a lot. Which is 30% larger than the number that use Twitter. What's X? I mean, X sucks. Who uses X? But it's interesting because the US and Europe, like the users on Pinterest are kind of flatlining. They're not really growing, you know, It's but it's everyone else in the world. It's like going gangbusters. So they've obviously found a, a little niche of people that are using Pinterest. Like, wow, that's like a lot But you know how some some global platforms just resonate in different markets and then they take time to resonate in others. But yes, there's definitely a younger audience that's using Pinterest, but... Shocking to me. I would have thought it was my mum that was really keeping them down. (laughs) Yes, yeah. So it's now a $20 billion company, which is bigger than Snapchat now, actually. Wow. Yeah. Um, And interesting that they're actually doing well from advertising because you might remember last week when we talked about... Microsoft and Meta and all those companies, which are seeing a oh, bit of a drop in advertising, yeah, because of the um, what's going on in, in the Middle East and advertisers are pulling back on spending. So, hmm, good to see that Pinterest is holding. Backing, its- I was trying to think of a, of a pun, but I couldn't. Yeah, oh, Pinterest is really pinning its ears back. It's got lots of interest. Oh, she is on fire today. Shit, yeah, they don't call me. Punny Vic for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody calls you Punny Vic. I know. Um, And lastly, we had Canada Goose. So you know the the beautiful, well, actually controversial, uh, down jackets. They're like $1,000. No, I don't. You you don't? Do I? They've got that, they're like the puffer jackets. With like the little red and white circle on the on the arm. No, I don't think I know them. That little symbol? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So they are, yeah, super expensive, um, super bougie, but. Are they on your wish list? Not really. Mm. I mean, maybe I would for love the mountain. A good puffer for London winter. Yeah, but that's like I'm going hiking. Yeah. So their share price hasn't actually done very well. It's down about 80% over the last five years. Um, and then they had a result, which again, wasn't too good. And it's all around, you know, they're a high ticket item, high price point. People aren't spending as much. Uh, recession, all of that. So they're feeling the pinch. But they used to have a lot of controversy, controversy, <laughs> controversy around them. And I remember once I was actually in London, like I'm not now. <laughs> this one time. <laughs> this one time. Uh, and there's a Canada Goose shop on Oxford Street. Were people protesting? People protesting. Wow. And there was like red paint on the ground and like they were. Well, they're uh, killing geese? Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. But it was actually the the fluff around the hood is from coyotes. Oh, my god. Yeah. And so it was like, so then they've banned the fluff around the hood now. But, I mean, it is geese feathers in the down jackets as well. So there is a 
bit of controversy around that. But it was just it's just interesting how the company hasn't done very well since it's listed, since it's IPO'd and been a public company. So it's they, been downhill. So were they doing well initially? I wonder if it has something to do with like all their financials or company stuff being public that people are like, oh yuck, I don't like what I see under the hood. Excuse the pun. Oh, there she goes. <laughs> there she goes. Yeah. And I also think it's like when a company IPOs and goes public for the first time, it's usually when they're doing really, really well. There's a lot of hype. You know, they're kind of like their, their peak. And I'm, I'm not saying this is every company at all, but I do feel like Canada Goose kind of had that five years ago. And now it's kind of like the shines have worn off. I mean, that's, mm. per, that's just my personal opinion. I feel like Judah conscious investing, ethical investing, you know, yeah. this has kind of got a bit of a target on its back. And that might not be the reason for the share price decline, but it's definitely there would be an increasing number of people that would be like, mm, I also you know wonder what? if their sales are down. Like maybe people don't want to buy them anymore. Yes, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's recently. Yes, definitely. Um, so they, the sales are supposed to increase next year, but they came out this week and said they're going to decrease. Yeah. And it's all around because it's just such an expensive coat. And also you're not buying that stuff frequently. Yeah. It's personally not a company that I'd be very interested in investing in. No. And particularly it hasn't done very well. Yeah. But it's interesting when you have, I don't know, a company that, well, I personally see the jackets everywhere. And I think it'll be now that you've mentioned it. I'm like, there's one, yeah. there's one. You know, and you're like looking for a red Honda Jazz to buy, for example, and all of a sudden they're everywhere. Or you learn a new word and then you hear it everywhere and you're like, oh, oh. I'd love to learn new words. I really think my vocab needs to expand. Should we start that in the pod? Yeah, daily new words. Yeah, you bring one, I bring one. I love that. Yeah. Okay, and love that. Sounds good. We're just, you know, helping people get ahead of the curve in finances and their vocab. Yeah, yeah. Teaching finance and English. I reckon it would be really hard to be a publicly listed company. It's kind of like being a famous celebrity in a way. And everything's exposed. Where everyone can see everything. Under the covers, everything. But no, and that's kind of why some companies avoid it if you've got direct competitors say you had three companies were exactly the same and one's like well we need money to grow to get ahead of these other two it's kind of this like like, yeah but then we have to show them what's under the hood you know I'm surprised that Elon Musk wanted any of his companies to be private just based on what happens behind the scenes yeah not that I I haven't read his book but I'm quite interested to yeah I just want to be on my plane trip home yeah yeah what do you plan on reading the whole thing no but have you booked your flight? Yeah. Why? Oh, I'm just wondering if you went um, business or economy. You've done business again. <laughs> business. Do, do you know what's so funny? Have they Do they even have half first class anymore? Oh, so you've done one. That's quite a good idea. Mm. I honestly, the, it's been the first time in my life that I valued the idea of spending money on like not a totally shit flight. I was looking at flights home mm. for the end of this year and they're like, 3,000. Yeah. It's outrageous. And I was looking at the difference in like 10 extra hours of flying, what that means, like how much more those flights are. So like some of them are 40 hours to get home from the UK to New Zealand. And I was like, absolutely F that. I would rather pay an extra 300 pounds and avoid. It's kind of figuring out where your tipping point is from that respect. Yeah. Like I hate waiting at stopovers like uh, there is nothing oh, yeah. worse I actually couldn't imagine yeah, yeah yeah but then I get so peeved off if I choose one that's like an hour gap and then the first flight's delayed and you're like ah fuck now I've got to have to yeah, wait for the next yeah. but um there is a flight from Sydney to London one flight 24 hours 
You can and go was, all the way. Yeah, and I was like, that's a flight you want to pay business for. Oh, yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah, 100%. your cost per mile yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or hour would be way better. I reckon I just might on my way home this time pretend I'm in business. So I'm going to take face masks. I'm yeah. going to take maybe oh, totally. a, a mini fan. I'm going to take myself maybe a full-size pillow. You know, like yeah. I'm going to just prepare myself like I'm pampering. And if someone gives me shit for it, I'll just be like, Oh, totally. Love doing face mask. But, but I think normally I'm just like sitting there prepared for like the worst flight ever. Mm. But this time... Take okay. your own food. Yeah. Oh, it makes such a difference. A Having idea. a nice salad rather than fucking warmed up eggs. I don't mind a dinner roll. Yeah. And just... I'm always like, do not eat it, do not eat it, do not. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, do you want dessert? And you're like, no, no, no. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> do you want some pretzels to wash that down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to The Curve Weekly. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay up to date with all the money, business, stock market news. And if you like what you heard, we would love a review. Thank you. Yes, we would love a review. But if you did hate it, please yeah, don't leave one if you hate it. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, could you please leave a review? Because it really helps other people find our cute little podcast. And we hope you have a good week and see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. Sweet. Yeah. See you next Tuesday. Lol. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. I mean Monday.